This is the Dogmatist presented by Strive Sports. Benjamin Klein here with you on Thursday, April 29th, a.k.a. Draft Day. The day has finally arrived. As you know, or maybe will know as of right now, I've been going through uh, my mock draft for the first round this whole week. Eight picks a day, eight on Monday, eight on Tuesday, eight on Wednesday. Last eight today, uh, going from picks 25 to 32. That would be the Jaguars at 25 to the Bucks at 32. Uh, uh, before I get into it, uh, I'll repeat all of my picks from, from the past couple of days. Uh, just also wanted to remind you guys that you can catch this podcast along with all other Strive Sports podcasts on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can access those via the link tree in my Instagram bio at the Strive Sports. You could also tune in to my uh, daily TikToks, which I call the Lay of the Day, where I provide you three of my NBA locks for the night. Uh, I'm going to mainly post those on the weekdays. Uh, I'm five out of six. I'm four. I am sorry. I am four out of five so far because one of the I've hit four of them. One of them was a push, the Spurs plus five last night, and uh, I lost one of them last night, that being the Grizzlies minus two. So I'm four out of five so far, 80%. I went three for three my first night, so just trying to get better every day. Same thing with my ride in the BK train, just trying to get better every day at what I do. Uh, I think that there was something that I wanted to say before I got into this mock, uh, but I am forgetting, so I'll just get on. I'll just move on to it. Uh, I'm going to give you my picks from day one, day two, and day three, so you know who's no longer available, and then I'll move on to my last eight picks. So on day one, I had the Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence, the Jets take Zach Wilson, the Niners take. Uh, Mac Jones, the Falcons take Kyle Pitts, the Bengals take uh, offensive lineman Penny Sewell, the Dolphins take Jamar Chase, Lions take Justin Fields, and Panthers take Rayshon Slater. Then on day two, I had the Broncos with the ninth pick take Micah Parsons, Cowboys at 10 take J.C. Horn, Giants take Devontae Smith out of Alabama, and the Eagles do the same, take Jalen Waddell out of Alabama, not the same but similar. Uh, the Chargers take Christian Darrisaw, the offensive lineman out of Virginia Tech. Then the Jets trade up with the Vikings to take Elijah Barrett Tucker out of USC. Uh, the Patriots take Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State. Cardinals take Patrick Sertain, quarterback Alabama to replace cornerback Patrick Peterson. Day three, I had the Titans moving up to select cornerback Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. Then I had the Dolphins take Jeremiah Ousu karamoa out of Notre Dame. Then I had the Washington football team selecting uh, Trevon Moeg, the safety out of TCU. Bears taking Rashad Bateman, wide receiver, Minnesota. Uh, Colts taking Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle, Oklahoma State. Uh, Raiders moved back in that trade with the Titans to take Quiddy Page pay edge Michigan then the Vikings in that trade with the Jets move back and they get Jalen Phillips the edge rusher out of Miami and then the Steelers with the 25th pick uh, or I'm sorry the 24th pick the last pick uh, I've made uh, selected Najee Harris the running back out of Alabama so now I'm going from picks 25 to 32 I remember what I was going to say before uh, I'm in a draft mock pool with my friends uh, you get a point right for if you get if you get a player selected at the right slot, like uh, someone select, like Zach Wilson at two, you get a point for that, and then you get additional point if you get the team right. Uh, so you know, for instance, a team if the Jets draft Elijah Vera Tucker at twenty three, I still get points for that. So I think it's good value there. Uh, you know, that's not exactly how I thought of everything through, but uh, take that into account as I go on. Um, but let's get to it. 
Picks 25 to 32 today, starting with the Jacksonville Jaguars with their second first round pick. Obviously, they went Trevor Lawrence the first time around, which is why I have them taking Kadarius Toney, the wide receiver out of Florida with this pick. Uh, he's one of the top rated wide receivers in the draft. Some people saying that he's, you know, a second round worthy pick. Some people saying that it's first. But with the receivers uh, being so talented this year, uh, I think that you have to give him a chance. He was teammates with Kyle Pitts. Uh, originally during the season, I was only hearing about Tony and not Kyle Pitts. So obviously heard about Kyle Pitts, but I was hearing a lot about Kadarius Tony. Uh, I, I like the fact that he's a, a quick, you know, slot type of guy, and he could also play on the outside. You got to get Trevor Lawrence that help out there. If you're drafting a quarterback, you got to go out and get him some help. And uh, the, obviously, it could be offensive line help. The Jaguars have a ton of picks uh, in the upcoming drafts, including this one. So I think that they go with one of the main concerns. They lost Keelan Cole in the offseason. He's honestly a great blocking uh, wide receiver, so uh, in addition to being a talented pass catcher. So uh, they need to replace him, uh, and they get a possible even better replacement, someone that's, that could be better than him in Kadarius Toney. Uh, let's get that connection going between Trevor Lawrence and Kadarius Toney because I got Jaguars taking that wide receiver out of Florida with the 25th pick. So moving on to the 26th pick, which is owned by the Cleveland Browns, who are hosting the NFL Draft. Uh, this will be their first selection of the draft uh, because, you know, they had a good year for once. You, you're not used to seeing the Browns this far down in the draft. They won that playoff game against the Steelers, almost came back against the Chiefs uh, after Patrick Mahomes sustains that injury, as you know. But, right, but they're sitting at 26 after a very successful season. Uh, they have, you know, a, a good offensive roster or depth chart with Odell, Jarvis Landry, uh, then the running backs, Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt, and then they have a top-tier offensive line. Uh, the talent that they have makes it easier for Baker Mayfield. The one thing that they need to get better at is on defense. Uh, as you know, they recently signed Jadavion Clowney to partner him with Miles Garrett and uh, Sheldon, former Jet, Sheldon Richardson. Shout out, that's why I'm wearing my gang green today. Uh, but uh, getting back to the point, they need help on defense. They need give, to get Denzel Ward some help in the secondary, which is why I have them selecting Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback out of Florida State. Florida State. Yes, he is the son of former NFL cornerback Asante Samuel. Uh, there have been tons of stories, uh, you know, throughout the history of the NFL and sports overall, where uh, you know it hasn't worked out for Suns and where it has worked out for Suns. Uh, I think that this is an instance that it works out. Uh, he's he's highly graded by many people. There's some people that give him a second round grade, but uh, either way, the corners are kind of uh, dwindling around this point. Uh, already having drafted like three in in the first round up to this point, so. I think that this is one of the Browns' biggest needs. Get them a second lockdown corner across from Denzel Ward. And then guess what? That pass rush in combination with a shutdown defense uh, and, and also looking at the offensive side of the ball and the talent there, the Browns are going to be a real scary team in the, NFC, in the AFC North this upcoming season. And uh, I think that's their biggest need at corner. Uh, maybe safety, but I'll, I'll say corner for now. And that's why I have them drafting Asante Samuel Jr. with a 26th pick corner out of Florida State. All right, moving on to the 27th pick. This pick is owned by the Baltimore Ravens. And, uh, you know, they, they recently traded 
uh, Orlando Orlando Hudson, I believe that it is, to uh, the Chiefs, who you know are uh, struggling at offensive line this year, having uh, lost Eric Fisher and Schwartz in the in the off season, uh, two guys that didn't even play in the Super Bowl, so they needed to fix that. And uh, the Ravens were able to get the 31st pick in the draft from them. But getting back to the point at 26 here, I think that they're going to focus on defense, uh, especially because they can focus on offense a little bit later on with that second pick that they acquired. Uh, so here I have them taking uh, Joseph Asai, the edge rusher out of Texas. Uh, I think that you know, he's obviously uh, a first round grade along with those other edge rushers, Jalen Phillips, Quiddy Pay, uh, Owosu Karamoa. But uh, Osai Falls, he could be just as good as any of those guys. Is just as much of an athletic monster at 6'4", you know, in between 200, 250, whatever it is. Uh, that's definitely an area of concern. They, they need help on the pass rush. Uh, I think that that's been an area of concern for a couple of years now. You know, they have the guys in the secondary when you're talking about uh, Marcus Peters and the rest of the squ- – and. Uh, Jimmy Smith back there and and the rest of the squad they have other names back there I'm just blanking off the top of my head but uh, to get an edge rusher just like the Browns needed the corner to help out the pa- the pass rush give them more time to get to the quarterback even though they don't even need that much time the Ravens need to give their their cornerbacks help their secondary help uh, the cornerbacks are, are covering for too long because the defensive line and the edge rushers cannot get to the quarterback get someone that can get to the quarterback and uh, your problems with uh, you know the quarterback being holding the ball for too long in the backfield will, will be solved and the corners won't be complaining about uh, the quarterback holding onto the ball too long and that and having to cover a guy for too long. That's a uh, you know that's always a big concern when a quarterback is just standing back there and uh, the corners have to cover for 10-15 seconds. It's really difficult to do that. It's almost impossible. And uh, I think that's an issue that the Ravens have had. And hopefully Joseph Asai, edge rusher out of Texas, will help them with that issue. Will help out Jimmy Smith and um, Marcus Peters. So. Uh, I got the Ravens with this 27th pick drafting Joseph Asai, edge rusher, out of Texas. Moving on to the 28th pick, this pick is owned by the New Orleans Saints. Yes, the team that just lost Hall of Famer Drew Brees and is now uh, and just gave Taysom Hill a nice a nice contract, and uh, we still don't know who's going to start for them at quarterback. Which leads me to my to their selection. I have them getting. Christian Barmore, the defensive lineman out of Alabama. Uh, they just lost Sheldon Rankins to my New York Jets in the offseason. Uh, he was very injured this past season, but if you look in years past when the Saints were at, were at their best, not that they weren't uh, good last year, but there were years where they were better. I think that they were better two years ago. They were better the year that they lost to the Rams in the championship game. Uh, I think that was their best year, honestly. That might have been the best team that they've ever had. But Sheldon Rankins was an absolute beast, and he's gone now. They need to replace him. Uh, Christian Barmore, uh, multiple-time champion at Alabama, uh, knows all about winning. Uh, you know, there, there's really – you can't there, – there's not much more to say about Alabama defensive players. They usually work out pretty well. I'm just concerned about corners coming from out, out from Alabama after the Jets drafted D. Milliner. But uh, looking back at former Jets draft pick uh, Quinn and Williams just a couple of years ago, uh, 
and how how much he how, how much he has improved since his rookie year. I mean, his rookie year looked like I, I, I thought that he was a little bit of a bust. Honestly, I didn't think that he was going to be good. And look at how much he improved going into his second year. And now people are very very high on him going into his third year. So uh, I can't knock Alabama defense. Uh, they're all over the place. I mean, you know. I, I, I can't think off the top of my head all the names, but we all know that between linebackers and defensive linemen, that Alabama owns the NFL. So I got the Saints replacing Sheldon Rankins with Christian Barmore at the 28th pick of this year's NFL draft. Moving on to the 29th pick of the draft, which is owned by the Green Bay Packers. Yes, the team that drafted quarterback Jordan Love in the first round last year while still having Aaron Rodgers on the roster. I think that they're going to make up for their miscue last year. Uh, it seems like based on the fact that they lost in the championship game to the Bucks and that they did struggle a little bit on the offensive side, especially at the end of that game, they needed one more weapon. One more weapon would have been the game changer for the whole team. Uh, I think that they would have won the Super Bowl, uh, especially if the Chiefs were missing all those guys when it when it came down to it. Uh, so this is what for the for all those reasons I got the Packers selecting Rondale Moore, a wide receiver out of Purdue. This is the type of guy uh, I feel like he has would have a Curtis Samuel type of vibe in that he can run it. Uh, end around stuff like that or straight out of the backfield and he can catch the ball. You could use him in so many different ways. Uh, they have a bunch of taller type of receivers. When you look at Devontae Adams and uh, St. Brown and, you know, blanking on, I'm blanking on that last uh, receiver who, who can go deep. Um, I'm sorry about that. But they need to get another receiver. They re-sign Aaron Jones. They just need to get that last guy uh, that'll put their offense absolutely over the top. I have no issues with their defense. I think that they'll, uh, you know, address some defensive maybe issues later on in the draft. But right now, give Aaron Rodgers what he wants. Get him a weapon. Obviously, he would have preferred uh, probably someone else, uh, maybe Bateman or Waddle. But uh, what can you do? Maybe they'll move up in the draft. You know, I wouldn't be shocked considering uh, Aaron Rodgers, their quarterback. And uh, after that draft last year where they took Jordan Love, they should really want to do whatever he wants this year. So I think that they're going to go wide receiver. And, and the best wide receiver left is, in my opinion, Rondale Moore, the 5'9 wide receiver out of Purdue. I think that they'll be able to use him in a variety of ways. They have other tall receivers. To be able to have that Curtis Samuel type of Swiss Army knife in the offense, I think will benefit them greatly. Aaron Jones, Devontae, everyone will be will benefit from that. So I got the Packers with the 29th pick, selecting Rondale Jones, wide receiver out of Purdue. That moves me on to the 30th pick. Jets division rival, Bills own that pick. Uh, and with this pick, uh, you know, there's a variety of ways they could go. You could argue offense or defense. You know, they're both, they're pretty good on both sides of the ball. That's why they made it all the way to the AFC championship game. Uh, the question is, do you think that it was the defense's fault that they lost or the offense? Uh, I'll say the offense. I mean, the chiefs, uh, you know, they gave up too many points. Obviously the bills did, uh, especially for the amount of points that they had. But you could argue that both sides of the ball just didn't compare to the Chiefs when it came down to it in that game. Uh, 
But I, I think that their offense is dynamic. I mean, they made the move offseason, the big move to get Stephon Diggs. That was the game-changer, difference-making difference, difference move for them that uh, led them to the AAC Championship game, in my opinion. Uh, so for this offseason, I, I think that they're going to focus on defense, which is why I have them drafting uh, Greg Newsom II, the cornerback out of Northwestern. Uh, obviously, they have Josh Norman, who's good, but... Uh, and Micah Hyde as a safety, but keep on improving that secondary. Their defensive line and their linebacker, they can cover. I mean, their linebackers can cover. Their defensive line gets pressure, but why not make it a little bit easier for the defensive line uh, and having better corners, having a better secondary out there. Better coverage makes it easier for the defensive line to get to the quarterback. Uh, again, the Bills could address the offensive side. I, I do think that they maybe need another receiver. You know, their receivers are really small when you think about John Brown and uh, Cole Beasley, both guys also getting a, a year older, you know, a year, uh, they played another year of football, another year being banged up. Uh, so it is, it, you could consider taking a receiver there. Uh, but again, uh, right before them, uh, Rondale Moore just got taken. I think that that was the last, last first round, first round uh, graded wide receiver available. So uh, that's why I have them going for defense, trying to shore up that defensive side that is going to have to go up against uh, you know the Chiefs, uh, the Dolphins. Um, other great teams in the AFC who I'm not exactly sure who they're playing this year, but uh, if it comes down to it in the playoffs, they're going to have to slow down Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Uh, they know that. They know that they didn't do that in the championship game, so I have them uh, trying to address those concerns with Greg Newsom, the second cornerback out of Northwestern with the 30th pick in the draft. Now this moves me on to the 31st pick of the draft. Now you would think that this is owned by the Chiefs, except for the fact that I told you before that the Ravens made that trade with the Chiefs, uh, sent the offensive lineman to the Chiefs, their left tackle, and now the Ravens own the 31st, 31st pick in the draft. And what do you think they're going to do with that? They trade their top offensive uh, lineman, or just I guess just their ta their best, ta best tackle, they had their left tackle. Uh, and I think that they're going to find the replacement for that left tackle. I think that the Ravens with that 31st pick are going to draft Alex Leatherwood, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. Uh he is a you know arguable second round grade, but I think that uh, there's a reason that they got rid of him. Uh, they got rid of uh, Orlando Hudson. You know you got to get younger at some point on the offensive line, and uh, and to get someone around the age of Lamar Jackson uh, that can protect Lamar for hopefully the next five to ten years. I think that that's an, an added bonus. Uh, you know, they basically traded their older offensive lineman to get a younger offensive lineman now. And I think that that was a great trade. I mean, I guess the Chiefs didn't think that highly of Alex Leatherwood because they probably could have drafted him right there. Um, I mean, I, I guess the Chiefs also got a couple, bunch of other draft assets that they find valuable, but uh, easily could have taken Leatherwood there. But Trade of the pick, I think the Ravens are going to find their replacement for their left tackle, uh, a young guy that will be protecting Lamar Jackson for the near future. So 31st pick, Ravens selecting Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. The offensive tackle, uh, again, that pick was traded to the Ravens by the Chiefs. That moves me on to the last selection of the first round and of my mock draft. No trades today other than, you know, the fact that uh, none of my predicted trades, uh, obviously the Ravens traded that pick, but I don't predict any trades for this uh, last bunch of teams. Uh, and the Bucks own this 32nd pick. Super Bowl champs 
Only team in the Super Bowl era, I believe, to bring back all uh, 22 starters, uh, you know, and there's still guys that aren't even back. Like Leonard Fournette wasn't a starter, so he's not signed back yet. They recently just signed, re-signed AB to a one-year deal. So everything's going in the right direction for the Bucs. Obviously, no Leonard Fournette as of yet. And he wasn't a starter, so they still return all 22 starters. But I think that they are going to get the answer here. The defense wasn't the problem, as you could see in last year's Super Bowl. Uh, shut down the Chiefs. Uh, defensive line, linebackers, and secondary all did their job. Uh, so for all those reasons and the lack of Leonard Fournette, I have the Bucks drafting Travis Etienne, the running back out of Clemson here, snagging him away two picks before the Jets could get him in the second round. Again, I don't know if the Jets, because I had them moving up before, I don't know if the Jets would be trading that second round pick in order to move up and get Barry Tucker. Uh, or maybe I just had them drafting Barry Tucker there because I'll get points for that either way if they get him at 23. Uh, it doesn't even matter as long as I get the, the team him going to the right team. But... I think that this would benefit them greatly. Uh, he's good. He might arguably better be better at catching the ball out of the backfield than running it, and he's very good at running it. So uh, things have been, you know, rumors have been picking up about Travis Etienne going earlier and earlier in the draft. Uh, I really liked him a lot out of Clemson. Uh, people, you know, after his after his career ended at Clemson, were a little more down on him. Maybe he just didn't play well in the championship game. Maybe he didn't have the the best season this year. But for a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield above average, can run the ball uh, at least average above, hoping above average in the NFL. I think that's, you know, teaming him up with Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski and, uh, you know, Chris Godwin. It's just going to be too much. I think that this is a great opportunity for the Bucks to even take another step up in their offense. You know, they didn't, they didn't reach the level that they were at until uh, really – the playoffs, uh, I'd, I'd say that it didn't happen until like the, the second round, um, you know, and that, and that's a crazy thought because that means the whole season, it was building up to them reaching their full potential in the playoffs, and now they're just going to get even better on the offensive side, and you know, they, they were studs in the defense, on the defensive side against the Packers and against the Chiefs, so scary thought for the Bucks, first team ever to bring back all 22 starters. I have them drafting Travis Etienne, the running back out of Clemson. I think that that's the best uh, value for them at that pick. Uh, I'll repeat the picks one more time, but before I do, just wanted to remind you that you can catch this podcast along with all other Strive Sports podcasts on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, and you can access those via the link tree in my Instagram bio at the Strive Sports. Again, stay tuned for my TikTok later. I'll give you three NBA locks for my lay of the day. But back to it, day four picks. Uh, I have Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida, going to the Jaguars. Uh, Brown selecting Asante Samuel, cornerback out of Florida State. The Ravens drafting Joseph Asai, the edge rusher out of Texas. Saints drafting Christian Barmore, defensive lineman out of Alabama. Packers drafting Rondale Moore, the wide receiver out of Purdue, giving the Packers a Swiss Army knife that they don't have. Uh, the Bills drafting Greg Newsom, the second cornerback out of Northwestern. The Ravens drafting Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle out of Alabama to replace uh, who they just traded away to the Chiefs. And the Bucks drafting Travis Etienne, the running back out of Clemson, uh, replacing Leonard Fournette, who probably won't be back next season. Uh, if they do happen to resign Leonard Fournette, uh, I mean, if they... I, I would have said before the draft that they signed Leonard Fournette. They wouldn't draft Travis Etienne. So I'm going to assume if they don't draft Travis Etienne, then 
they are going to resign Leonard Fournette. So we'll see what happens. I'm very excited for the draft tonight. Zach Wilson going to the Jets. Hype. Can't wait to see what they do at 23. Uh, I'll be on tomorrow commenting on, on the draft and everything New York sports on the rant. But for now, that's my one-round mock draft. Hope you guys enjoyed all the special episodes this week of The Dogmatist. But for now, peace out. Enjoy the draft tonight.